Hey everyone, it's Mike from BGN. Before the show starts, I wanted to quickly tell you about a very special new sponsor that we have at the network, Golden Goal Press. Now, I've intentionally been very selective about who we partner with as a network because I never want to advertise for someone that we don't think would benefit you personally. That's why Roughneck Scarves is and continues to be a great sponsor as they've been able to outfit tons of supporters groups and organizations with amazing scarves. Golden Goal Press is unique because after researching tons of companies, we decided the best way to serve your needs directly is to create a new company that can work directly with you. Golden Gold Press helps you create custom shirts, hats, mugs, flags, literally the list of items can go on and on, and we do it with a unique personal touch that provides you with the best products at a fraction of the cost of other print shops online. So the next time you're looking for one custom item or hundreds, please go check out goldengoldpress.com. As always, we appreciate your support, and now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scars in the Golden Gold Press. Oh, you alright? Yeah. What's up with you? Why are you all weird? Oh, promotion. Calm. Oh. oh, sorry. Um, my name's, <laughs> my name's James, yeah. and I am joined by Matt. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hiya. I'm quite excited this week. Um, as for those who don't know, I'm a Sheffield United fan. So, yeah, we're going to talk championship this week, as you probably would have guessed, mm. given what's happened. <laughs> but we have to quickly recap some things that have happened throughout the week before we talk any current football. Um, last Wednesday, Matt, was quite a quite a big game, wasn't there? Carlo and playing with it. Ooh, good joke. But no. Um, oh, okay. Man City played Manchester United. Okay. And it took them quite a while to break them down. Um, but they did eventually get there through Bernardo Silva. And then uh, who wrapped it up? Was it Sterling? Uh, I want to say. I can't remember. Could have been. Uh, let's just say Sterling. I can't remember who it was. Why not? But it, it might have been Sane, actually. But anyway, two people scored. It was Sane. It was, was it? Sane. Right. Yeah, I remember now. There we go, then. Hits it, so hits Bernardo it from, Silva. Got, he goes off to here and goes into side net. And it'll, yes, it does. Sane. Yeah, I remember. I remember because I don't know what's happening to him at the minute, but we've got a little bit more to talk about him this week as well, mm. fortunately. So, yeah. But yeah, Man City kept the title hopes alive by beating the rivals, and Man United fans were iffy with it because some wanted them to win, some wanted them to lose. Like, it's a really weird stage at the moment for United fans. Yeah, they just I don't know. Some of the fans don't want Liverpool to win the title, but obviously <laughs> but they still want to beat City. It's, it's crazy, just... isn't it? Hashtag anyone that's, but Liverpool. Even is bad enough to make City that's win it. it. So that's what they're. That's the boat they're currently yep. sailing. And then, of all people, we had a new record breaker for the fastest Shane Premier League Long. goal of all time, and it was Shane Long. Of all people out there, it was Shane Long against Watford he's as well. Pre- he's pretty quick. He is. He's pretty quick, but. Six, is it six yeah. seconds or seven seconds? Seven. Seven seconds. Yes. Mental. 
Nice little finish as well. He thinks the keeper. Yeah, it was. And the tenacity to be able to just run at the defence like that in the first six seconds. Um, <laughs> uh, he got lucky. Obviously, the Blake, the other team kicked off and the ball just bounced about and they didn't. Oh, Shane yeah. Long just ran onto <clears> it and ran through. So Yeah, it, it was lucky. It was fortunate they did get it because he said himself, like, one times in a thousand, you're going to intercept that ball. And yeah. it was just so happened that chance. He got it. Dink the keeper, like I said. Cracking goal. Mm. And then, of course, we've had the PFA team of the season. Now, we're not going to go into the full team of the season because we're building our own, so we don't want to, um, I don't know, impose an influence. Is that right? Yeah, go with that. But there's one thing that we do need to discuss about this team of the season. And why is Paul Pogba in it? Best midfielder in the Premiership, mate. Get out. I will do this podcast on my own. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit of a confusing one, that. Yeah, it's, the thing that's annoying is the votes were all um, within the, you know, the time where he was doing all right. He had like a month. Yeah, they tend, to, they tend to do the votes for this up to about February. Yeah, and that was when he was doing that's all right. That's when Ollie was at the wheel and they were going down the M1 and they were loving life. But now that he's crashed into the tree and everything's all just come off. Um, like you can't have a month, maybe two, of a, a season where you're brilliant, and then get put in a team of the season. It just don't work like that. Well, for me. apparently you can. Yeah, apparently so. But why is Paul Pogba in there? We don't know. But what what can you do? Blackmailing players, I'm guessing. Blackmailing players. I bet he's bullied Ingolo into doing it. I bet you. That's Poor little Ingolo. Don't you touch my Ingolo. Bless him. Um, Moving on. Yeah. And then uh, the player of the season for uh, the PFA was obviously Van Dyke. Fully deserved as well. Yeah. No arguments with that whatsoever. Not at all. And um, it's first first defender since Sean Terry in in 2000 and something. Yeah, go along with that. Leave that there. Um, (laughs) Because I don't know the years. I think it's 2005, isn't it? Something stupid. Don't know. Oh well. Um, and Sterling got the young PFA player of the season as well, which is rightfully so. It's it's a funny one because you've got to be under twenty three, aren't you, to to get it? And he's twenty four, yeah. but it's obviously twenty three at the start of the season. Yeah. yeah, and he's obviously turned twenty four throughout the duration, so he's still qualified. Because a lot of people are like, how has he got young player of the year, uh, young player of the season, whilst he's twenty four? How does that make well, sense? It's like the whole thing of when they had 23-year-olds playing for the under-21 teams. If they were under-21 at the start of the tournament qualifying, they qualified never yeah. old two years down the line. So it's exactly. sort of same sort of deal. Exactly. Well, this week we're going to do things a little different because the Premier League is the Premier League and not much has really changed in that. We're going to mainly focus on the championship because... Wow, it's been an absolute cracking weekend. And I'm not just saying that because Sheffield United have gone up. There's been all sorts going on. We've got all three confirmed relegations. We've got two confirmed promotions. I don't know what's happening to Leeds. Um, (laughs) It's just chaos. It's just absolute chaos in the Championship right now. But we'll start with the possible future champions of the Championship. Um, Norwich now they beat Blackburn 2 1. And my god, the goals in this game! Yeah, there were some good hits in this match. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Unbelievable it's. I can't even remember who scored the second. Was it Voodoo? Oh, foreign guy. Yeah. Um, it was like Vlasic or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Verancic. Verancic, yeah. Something like that. It's got an itch at the end anyway, um, as they all do. But absolutely cracking, cracking goals. But to be fair to Norwich, they've been doing it all season. Like, you can't knock them whatsoever. Their attacking football has been immense. And they only needed one point to secure promotion. And then they go into the last game. If they win it, they're obviously crown champions as well. But yeah. actually, no, they need to draw as well. They could draw. Yeah, draw gets champion. it. The three points yeah. are the you boys, I believe. So Yes, exactly. But if they were to lose it and Sheffield United were to win, Sheffield United would get champions. On goal difference. Indeed. So, I mean, still all to play for in that last game. Who's yeah. Norwich got in the last game? I know Sheffield United got stuck. Um, I'm not sure who Norwich have got. Have they got Villa? Okay. I, I'll be honest, I mate. Think, I think what? they've got Villa. But... They've just played Blackburn. Oh, the last one. Oh, how they just played them? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I think they've got Villa. I'm almost... Uh, yeah, they've got Villa. Sunday. There we go. Yeah. Sunday, 12.30 kickoff, they've got Aston Villa. So, I mean, there is a potential there that Villa could actually beat them. So, it could still all swap around, but Norwich are obviously the favourites because they've got the three-point gaps. So yeah, but... A draw is all they need. But then Sheffield United, glory, glory, Sheffield United, beat Ipswich 2-0. And uh, only really needed three points fit to realistically secure promotion because yeah. technically... Leeds could have still got it, but would have had to win by like yeah, 14 nil or something stupid like that. So, mathematically, it wasn't, but realistically, it was. Uh, <laughs> obviously, until Leeds played. But essentially, after this game, we were promoted. Um, and then Leeds obviously played Aston Villa. And let's just talk about this one for a minute. Just before we talk about Norwich and Sheffield United properly, let's address this whole Leeds thing. So... It finished 1-1, but there was huge controversy in the game as uh, Klitsch scores the opening goal. Now, I can't remember what the Villa, who the Villa player was that goes down. Forward it here. was. Um, oh, who's the Villa striker? I uh, can't remember. I, I, Begins with a K, I believe. Uh, or am I just thinking because of Klitsch? Uh, we should have really oh, thought about oh, this God. before um, starting. <laughs> But yeah, he, he, either way, whilst Matt's trying to look that up, um, it goes down quite softly as well. I wouldn't even say it's a foul, he just goes down. And then all the Aston Villa players start signalling to kick the ball Codger. out. Codger! Codger, that's him. Codger, I knew it began with K. Um, but Codger goes down very softly and sort of leads, sort of carry on playing as they are. But the Aston Villa players start signalling to kick the ball out. And it all just starts sorts sort of escalating from there because Leeds previously asked Aston Villa to kick the ball out for literally like two minutes before and as well one one of their yeah. players went down. So Leeds sort of fainted kicking the ball out but ended up playing Klitsch through. So Klitsch latched onto it and ran out the defence. The defence was sort of like, what are you doing, what are you doing, flinging their arms around and stuff. All the team was sort of like, what's going on? He took it around the defender and slotted it in the bottom corner. And immediately, as soon as he that ball left his foot, he had hands around his throat and everything. It was complete uproar. Um, to me, personally, it should have stood. Because 
Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't a head injury. It. No, no, it's a goal. Exactly. Exactly. Goal. Wasn't a head injury. The player went down. It wasn't even a foul. There was barely any contact at all. He's just gone down, holding his leg. He might have injured himself, which is fair enough. But let that current passage of play end and then address it. Well, like he went off injured because of it, so. <laughs> Definitely had some sort of injury from this, but yeah, you're right. It wasn't a head injury, yeah. so Leeds were under no obligation to kick the ball out. Even exactly. though it does look like they are, because I think it's Tyler Roberts. Slows, yeah. Seems to slow the play down completely as if he's just going to kick the ball out, but it takes it away. Though. But Clutch just picks it up and runs with it and cuts yeah. a defender and just slots it bottom right corner. So, yeah. Absolute mad stuff, though, because literally the Villa players are going crazy. And then Bamford, this is this is what's yeah. disgusting about it. Bamford, yeah. he he deserves like a, a fine, a ban, and all sorts for this. Cause this is just disgusting. Is he pushes a player, like shoves him? I think it's El Ghazi, isn't it? Not El Ghazi. Well, El Ghazi gets sent off for apparently knocking him out when he doesn't even touch yeah. him. Yeah, and but he basically shoves someone, and then whoever it is turns around and uh, doesn't do anything to him basically. And Bamford just goes down all yeah. his face. El Ghazi. And it's all kicking off. John Terry's like shouting at everyone and Bielsa don't know what's going on and just starts shouting at everyone and everything. But ultimately, by the end of it, when it sort of relatively calmed down to a stage where they could continue the game, Bielsa's shouting to the team, let them score, let yeah. them score. John Terry's like, yay, we get a goal back. Because <laughs> John Terry's really heavily involved in all this. It's brilliant. Mm. Um, but there's one particular Leeds player that doesn't like it at all, being Janssen. Janssen. And he was fuming. And to be fair, I I completely understand why, because it should have stood, and they shouldn't have to give the goal away. But um, Leeds, uh, Villa are obviously allowed to then walk the ball into the net pretty much, but Janssen has other ideas and tries to stop it, which is quite eventful. Um but then they slot it home and it finishes 1-1. But my question is, Matt, if right. it was the case where, say, for example, Leeds needed three points to go a point in front of Sheffield United to get second place, would they have let that goal go in, that second, the, obviously, Villa goal to equalise? I think they still would have. Imagine being the club that um, took advantage of a situation like that to get promoted. Yeah, the, but they've the... also had things like Spygate and that's not bothered them. <laughs> True, but but do you think it's maybe Bielsa thinking I've already had this whole Spygate issue? No, I don't think you'd be if thinking it... about that at the time. I just think it's we've had stuff like that in the past. It was Arsenal versus some team in the cup, Sheffield United, or well, the Sheffield United, where it was indeed yeah. Overmars. Yeah, I Overmars got past you. Can't remember, but the match got replayed. Yeah, because Arsenal went and to win one nil, but um. <laughs> Stuff like this in the past has kind of happened, and I, yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a really weird one because I get the whole point of having to stop the player for an injury. I get that, but the official ruling is if it's a head injury, the game stops immediately and yeah. it's addressed. If the player is injured, the passage of player has to finish and then they address it, yeah. regardless what it is, as long as it's not a head injury. Um, because of these days, all the players that go down just because they've the shoelaces come undone yeah, and they yeah, roll around yeah. all in the face. I understand why referees don't want to just stop it for stupid things like that because you'll be having, adding 25 minutes on at the end yeah. of a game. It's ridiculous. So, to me, that passage of play should have ended. It did with 
lead scoring, address your injury, carry on. Simple yeah. to me. But obviously Villa didn't see it that way and it, it all went down from there really. But let's talk Norwich and Sheffield United for a moment. Okay. Norwich are looking likely to be crowned champions as we said. But how do you think they're going to get on in the Premier League? Um, obviously, top of the league for a reason. The best team in the division, but massive step to the Premiership. It all, all just depends on what they do in this transfer window, mate. To be honest, they could. Do you know what? They've got some good I, I think Norwich wouldn't need to do much because they have got a lot of young ability there, and I think they might be all right. Uh, they've got Max Aaron's, Jamal Lewis. They've got some decent kids in that squad young already. Young players, yeah. Like... Full of energy as well. Team and Puka seems to be netting goals for fun in that league. But whether, whether it's just Dwight Gale point two or yeah, yeah, you never know. I I think Norwich would be all right um, because of the young ability that they've got. I think they'll be wanting to try and prove a point in the Premier League, and I think um, I think they'll be all right. Norwich. Okay. Sheffield United's a bit of a concern for me, um, if I'm being honest, but. I'll say my concerns after you said how you think they're going to get on. Sheffield United. Well, here's me fingers Realistically crossed. as well, not just because I support yeah. them. <laughs> fingers crossed that Tevez and Mascherano come back into the Premiership <laughs> next season. Kia Durantia, all this happens, you get relegated. <laughs> Cannot wait. £50 million compensation across 18 seasons. Yeah, I was about to say where they shouldn't. Um, you guys... Um, You've got a bit of an old squad. I'll give you that straight off the bat. Yes. Your strikers are prehistoric. G- going forwards, it's old, but towards the back, it's it's all right. Because you've got a Jack O'Connell centre back who's going to be a player for you for years to come, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. You've got to keep a keeper permanent, yeah, as he's still Dean Henderson on loan from United. Still Dean Henderson on loan from well, United. Get him but... Well, you might get him to get on loan next season, but I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll purchase him. I don't know. I think they'll pay top dollar for him because he's he's been unbelievable for us. Yeah, but and he's still, he's still in push, like, push under twenty one squad for like England and that. I think it's, United aren't going to yeah. let him go cheap at all. You'll get you'll oh, no. you'll get him on loan again for another season. I, yeah, I'd expect, I'd definitely I thought you expect get a loan. that. I don't, think yeah. I don't think you'll get him for big bucks or anything. Like we, I don't think we'd end up with him back one way or another. Yeah, I think even you will. if we bought him or got him on loan. Hopefully, anyway, because he has been unbelievable for us this season. Um. But yeah, so how do you think they're going to do those? Do you think they're going to get stay up or come back down? Or your front? Um, I know Billy Sharp scores for fun, like, but he's never proven it yeah. in the Premiership before, and he's only getting older no. and slower. <laughs> like, then you've got yeah. like David McGoldrick and other boys like that who are prehistoric, and mm-hmm. you need to you you guys need to spend some money, otherwise you're going to come straight back yeah. down. See, the couple of things that I've to. got is. I'd want Dean Henderson on a permanent for definite. If that if that's Won't all we happen. did all transfer window, I'd be happy with it. <laughs> you won't get him on a but permanent. We need a striker that's got youth and pace, definitely. Um, maybe an attacking midfielder as well. Maybe even get Dowell back in on loan. Um, but my biggest concern is is we've got his defence, which is so unique in the way it works. With like in this game against Ipswich, O'Connell assists it from. Like the the side of the box, he whips it across. Yeah, that's your centre back doing that. Like that's so unique. Yeah, yeah. Basham's on the other end doing the same, and then Egan sits back, which is brilliant and it works amazingly. But 
to try and find another defender to come in and play like that is going to be difficult and it's going to take a lot of trial and error. Yeah, I get that. And I think that's where we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot with it and that's where I'm worried. Because it does work. Do you think you can afford to play like that in the Premiership though? Um, To an extent, yes, but within reason. Not as aggressive as what we do in Championship because we literally just go at teams. Yeah. Egan at some stage will be the only person back. And it, it is scary sometimes, but it does work against the lesser teams. Yeah. So I feel like a team with a weak defence would struggle to defend against it. But I, I don't know. I'm, it worries me because if we have an injury or if, if we even get rid of a couple of players from the back as well, um, because they might not be able to cut it in the Premier League, etc. Mm. Um, that's where we're going to struggle to replace them because will they be able to fit into that play style? Because how many centre-backs do you know out there that can get up and down a wing? <laughs> like, there aren't many. And to be able to, to be like physically strong and big as well, it's take a lot. And you're not going exactly. to go out so... and spend 70 mil on Harry Maguire, are you? So... <laughs> If only, if we brought Harry Maguire back and Kyle Walker back. Oh, true, true, true. Mm. Um, but no, realistically, we, we're going to struggle to find other defenders to come in. So the ones we've got, I'm not saying that they can't do it in the Premier League because they can. Um, my only concern would be Basham because he is getting on a little bit. Um, but Egan and uh, O'Connell, yeah. they'll smash Jack. it. They'll be brilliant. Yeah, his magic hat. But um, what about... Leeds and Villa with playoffs even, not promotion, with playoffs. Because everyone's saying it's going to be a Leeds-Villa final. Nah. Do you think that's how it's nah. going to work out? No. Right, okay, then we'll go through each team and we'll talk about um, how we think they're going to get on in the playoffs. Okay. So let's start with Leeds. We'll go go down in like the order it is in the table. So Leeds, personally, I think that Leeds have lost well, they all have the Derby, momentum. sorry. Um, oh, no, it's I not finished so, yet. Yeah, it goes from top of the playoff to bottom of the playoff, and the two middle plays people yeah, don't know in the semi. Just... But it could still change because yeah, I think could middles were still sneaking. Uh, I've got tables. And could Villa overtake West Brom? I don't know, but um, I know I know West Brom can drop from fourth, which is worrying for my yeah. end of season bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think Leeds have lost all the momentum. They've dropped twenty six points. In 2019, which is ridiculous. They were top of the league. They were smashing it. Everyone thought they were going to just fly up and just crack on, but they've dropped 26 points. Um, so I think they're going to struggle to even get to the final. I really do. Like, if they play Derby, hmm, I think that'll be a tough proposition for Leeds. That. Obviously, Leeds would probably Leeds would get the advantage of having the second leg back at Ellen Road. but Yeah. It all depends what happens in the other leg, though, doesn't it? Like, I'd fancy if it was Leeds Derby, I'd probably fancy Derby over two. Well, no, I, I don't know. It's a hard one that. It is. It, it'll be a good game. I'm yeah, I'm going to put it out there as well and say this is probably one of the closest championships we've had, playoff wise, definitely, yeah. and even for promotion as well. The way Leeds and Sheffield United and even Norwich as well have all swapped oh. around and it's been Sheffield United at top, Leeds at top, Norwich at top, and it's swapped and changed constantly. It's been a cracking season, championship. Mm-hmm. Really has, uh, and then the playoffs as well. Probably some of the strongest sides we've seen get to playoffs. So I mean, it could be anyone's potentially. Yeah, but, of course. Um, what about West Brom? I'm not hundred sh- percent sure on West Brom. I can't see them being too much of a problem, but they could sneak their way through to the final. Well, 
basically to cup to, to a cup a cup competition doesn't so anything can happen over two yeah, legs. Exactly. So wouldn't rule. And especially if any of these teams get to the final, it's anyone who just plays the best on the day, obviously. That's a big cliche saying that, but it is that way. Like yeah. Leeds could be Leeds could be absolutely smashing other teams left, right, center, but they could come against a dark like Villa or a Derby would be playing poor, then just somehow get a victory. It's like just one of those things, ain't it? But yeah. West Brom, um I think the sacking of Darren Moore hasn't. Yeah, I was literally about to say that as well. Like, I think they were doing all right. They were going a bit unnoticed, but they were doing good. They were getting results and they were thereabouts. And at one point, they were challenging for the automatic spots as well. Yeah. So, I mean, to sack Darren Moore, and then they sort of, I wouldn't say tailed off, but the results haven't been as um, consistent as they'd like. And I don't know. I feel like that's going to hinder him slightly for playoffs. Oh, it could be interesting to have a Birmingham derby there as well, West Brom versus Villa. Yeah. Derby match as well. That but semi final, yeah. That would be good. But, uh, like, well, they're not my favourites to go up out of the playoff team. No. I'll just say that about West Brom. They're I'd say they're, they're the, the least likely to get to the final. I think they could sneak through, but it'd take a lot. Well, time will tell. Yeah. But then Aston Villa. Aston Villa have got to be the favourites to go through by playoffs yeah, because I'd say that that surging form that they've had uh, it's been incredible. They've got Jack Grealish who's been amazing. The only issue is is El Ghazi. If the red card doesn't get overturned, <laughs> he'll get rescinded. Yeah, I'd hope so. Um, but yeah, I think Villa have got to be favourites to go through playoffs. Got yeah, to be agreed. Like they're they're flying at the minute, and I think they'll trounce any team that they came up against. So they're my favourites and yours as well, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my favourites. And then we've got Derby County. Now, one thing about Derby County is that they love the big occasion. So you sort of touched it before, saying that they could potentially rock a few. I think they could actually do some damage, you know, dark horse and that for playoffs. I've always been a fan of Derby County, and obviously with Fat Frank as manager and. <laughs> Frank, oh dear, <laughs> definitely capable of something, and they play some decent stuff under Frank Lampard. That I'd be like, they do, I think, and Mason Mount as well. What a delight! He's what a delight, delight. He, he is indeed. Any young English talent is a delight. So, even Phil Jones was once, God, yeah, Jesus Christ, how he's still at United, I've got no idea. Oh dear. Well, we'll move down to the relegated teams anyway, because we've talked promotion. Now let's talk relegation. So, start with Rotherham, because they've just been announced to be relegated. And Rotherham are always bouncing around the leagues, aren't they? Um, yeah. But this time round in the Championship, they have actually managed to get a couple of decent results. And I do see them being able to yo-yo back into the Championships again. Because they did it last season, they jumped back up, um, and I think going down and then coming back up again, I think they'll do, and then they'll go down and then possibly just stay in League One. Um, but it's just what they seem to do. You always get teams like this for a few seasons, like West Brom did it for the Premier League, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, they could potentially do it again as well, but um, they, they just yo-yo up and down between the leagues. So I think that the. the Tiny class above League One, but the two poor for Championship. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. With it's that. just a case of getting balance right, isn't it? And getting the right players in, 
Paul Warren's been there now. He knows what the championship's about. He knows the team he's got. Get rid of the ones that don't want to be there. Get them playing in League One. Get them back up. Try again. Agreed. Agreed, Simple mate. Simple as that. But there ain't really much else you can say about Rotherham because it's just been... That's just what they do. <laughs> like, oh, there ain't really any other way about it. So. It's just what they do. But now Bolton. Bolton mm. had a, a torrid mm. season. It's been terrible. And all that's gone down for Bolton this season. It just tops it all off, the fact they got relegated. Uh, they're going to need a serious rebuild because um, the owner's going to look to sort out the club just once and for all, the new one that's obviously coming. And uh, hopefully be able to restore the team to where they belong because, to me, Bolton are quite an iconic Premier League team. Um, I always look back to Big Sam. Big Sam and that um, that team that he had. Oh, I love that team. Brilliant stuff. JJ, Jokaev, Campbell. Yeah. JJ Kocha played for Bolton under Big Sam. And everyone said Everton was big deal. <laughs> but no, I like I like Bolton, and I do see him as a, a Premier League side. Um, not now, obviously, because all of the wage now. issues and everything like that. They were actually threatened to not play the the remaining prim, uh, yep. the remaining Championship games, weren't they? Because of the whole wage situation. But um, a lot of players are going to want to leave Bolton. Um, so I'd say it's going to need a proper rebuild, but I just think they're going to get on in League One. At this rate, they won't do anything in League One next season. So I think they'll struggle. Yeah, I honestly struggle. do. I don't think they'll do anything next season. They might, they might end up doing back-to-back relegations potentially. So we'll go wait. Potentially so because it happened to Sunderland from Premier League to Championship, Championship to League One, yeah. like. But the the thing I like about Sunderland at the minute is that they've adopted the the whole let's play the kids that want to play for the team. So I feel if Bolton went down and did that as well and sort of gave the youngsters a chance, because look at what's his face for Sunderland. That's is he gone now? Did he move away in January? Oh, Imagine. I know. yeah, I know who you mean? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure um, he's still there, but I know who you mean. Yeah, Josh Madger. That's him. Um. But no, yeah, if they, if they play the kids, I think they'd do all right. But it depends on whether they've still got any kids at the club yeah, because yeah. would you want to be at a club that doesn't pay you? No. Nope. Right. Exactly. So big things needed from Bolton and this new chairman. So hopefully they can sort it out, but you never know. They might just keep spiralling out of control. And then Ipswich, where they obviously confirmed like six months ago yeah. uh, Ipswich going down and it's been a terrible season for Ipswich they wanted Mick McCarthy out he went and now look at him it's just mental isn't it like four wins 16 draws 16 draws yeah 16 that's disgusting <laughs> like actually disgusting um, but they weren't far away from the playoff places this is what this is what gets me about it they had a cracking season. They weren't too far off them playoff places. Yeah. Just needed a little bit more improvement and they'd have got there. But pff, I don't even see them being able to recover from it. It's just abysmal. Mm-hmm. Like, w- watching them play against Sheffield United, they couldn't even string a pass together. They were giving the ball away far too often. Like, it just weren't good at all. Like, the players didn't want to be there. They weren't bothered. Like, it's... Uh, they're done, know. aren't they? <laughs> just... They're done. They are indeed done. But whilst on the topic of Ipswich, 
Do you want to hear Mar- Marcelo Bielsa try and say uh, Ipswich? Right. Well, rather funny. Okay. I've got a clip for you. Just sit back and enjoy. Para el partido de Ipswich. 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 Me doy por derrotado. Okay, I give up. I love that he just goes back to obviously his own language and his translation's like, nah, I give up. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> it bitch. It bitch. Ips bitch. Ips bitch town. Ips bitch town. They are going to be a bitch in League hmm. One, I can tell you that much. <laughs> right, now back to the usual old Premier League football. Blast through the results. So Liverpool on Friday night played Ooh. Huddersfield. <sighs> what a mess Huddersfield are. I'm, I'm not even going to be nice to them anymore. These are a championship club now, possibly a League One team. Um, despite even the fact that they were playing title challenge at Liverpool side, it was poor. Yeah, it's it not was. even about the results. It's just simply about playing for the badge and respecting the club that you play for by showing it on the pitch. And they just did not do that at all. Nah, they were... <laughs> You could put many championship teams against this Liverpool side. I don't think they would have conceded five goals. In the, well, definitely not in the manner that Huddersfield did. It was poor. Yeah. So poor. It really was poor. Like, yeah, Liverpool are high flying and that, and they've got like one of the best attacks in the league. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. As you say, conceding five is like. They weren't even like that top notch goals either. No, they weren't. They were just poorly conceded. Like, it just weren't a great game for Huddersfield. No. And. It doesn't surprise me that they're down and they've just accepted that now and given up, really. But uh, West Ham got a decent result, didn't they, against Spurs yeah, at the uh, yeah. the Maynard Yard, as I'm now renaming it. Nice. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Maynard, something that rhymed, Maynard Yard, yeah, I like it. stadium name. It's also known as the Tottenham Hotspur Football Stadium, yeah, but yeah, I prefer yeah. the Maynard Yard. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll run with that. <laughs> okay. But yeah, they've they've lost a hundred percent record at at the Maynard Yard. <laughs> oh but what one mental thing is is let's just quickly talk about Mikel Antonio's celebration for a second. Yeah, I have seen this because it is. What is he doing? <laughs> well, he said in an interview after the match that it was um he followed someone on YouTube has all these crazy dance moves and he just thought he would try one on the pitch after he thought he scored, but my god, it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination, the does best. it? Just in pelvic thrusting the way down the pitch. Like... <laughs> it reminds me of Diego Simeone and Ronaldo having that little battle that they did with like the, the celebrations. But he just took it to a new level. It's like he wants to be involved, but add his own little twist yeah, as well. It's bad. It's it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? It's going to be one of the highlights of the weekend. That is just amazing. Um, <laughs> but there was a there was a South Coast thriller as well over the weekend with uh, South Southampton playing uh, Bournemouth, finishing three three. Absolutely cracking game. But Shane Long. Indeed got possibly the miss of the season. Uh, I think there was worse misses than this, but I'm assuming you're on the board about where he hits the post from like two yards out. Yeah, he just chuckles to himself about it as well. Like That that could have potentially won you the game. <laughs> just put it out there. Not at the moment in time, obviously, but 
it would have got you the extra goal. That would have made it a four-three win. <laughs> you can you can kind of understand what how he missed because obviously he takes a shot, it's parried back out to him, he just hits it first time, it's just ricochets comes right back off the post. But well, considering the form that he's been on as well. Yeah, he's got like three and four games. It, well, he's got four and four, five now, hasn't he? Well, he scored in this game, didn't he, as yeah. well? So. so, the man scored more league goals in April than Man United. That's not hard. True. Carlo would give them a run for as many goals in the Premiership. <laughs> they've got none. <laughs> oh, God. Terrible United. Terrible. But yeah, cracking game from uh, Southampton Bournemouth. I thought Southampton were going to absolutely walk all over Bournemouth because their form's not been oh, brilliant. Bournemouth haven't been doing too bad. I've, I think the form's dropped off slightly, and Southampton have been pushing. Oh yeah, Southampton. Ever since Hasselhoff took over, I've just looked at. Oh, I can't wait well. for next season. You know, I can't wait to actually like. Um, See, we get to yeah. what they do because it'll be. It's, I think it's a good time for Southampton because obviously they have got some good. Well, we we've always said it, haven't we? Last season, when they were like struggling with Mark Hughes and stuff, and um, like this season, obviously they've they they had oh that manager in that were like a mixture of two managers' names, Pellegrino. Oh yeah, Pe- yeah, Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Like they've they've gone through some awkward managers that hasn't worked, and we've always said they've got such good talent at that team, and it just needs someone to be able to like unlock that and let them just play the football. Mm. And he's doing that, and whoever else he brings in and adds to that team. As you say, good time to be a Southampton fan. Yeah, man. Indeed. Definitely. And at Cardiff missed out on a huge chance to try and uh, claw back this uh, survival oh, hopes. But... If Sean Morrison could head... Sean Morrison, I swear to God, like, wants his His head right that he fluffed against Liverpool. Like, <laughs> Just stop giving him the ball. Stop. He could have stopped Liverpool being... Challenging if he netted that header, but right hit his neck. And this header, this match, he just heads it straight at the keeper. It's like, it, it was doing? bad, wasn't it? It was just, oh. but this this was a big one for Cardiff because it was a it was a winnable game. I know Fulham have been on yeah, decent form recently. Boy, on it, just probably in this match. Yeah, yeah it looks like it, it doesn't it? Like I I honestly hope that Cardiff could have clawed it back because I love that sort of you know like coming down to last game at season. Managing to scrape it back, but it didn't happen. But you can't take away from uh, Ryan Babble and his fantastic goal. Decent, it. It really was, wasn't it? Cracking goal. Just laid back to him, he just whips it across the keeper. Uh, Neil Effridge of zero chance. Yeah, it like um, I think most keepers in the league would have struggled with it. To be honest, yeah, it was an absolute cracking it. De Gea would have saved it on his current form, though. De Gea would have saved it into his own net. <laughs> Probably. Probably caught him falling into his net. Yeah. <laughs> and Watford played Wolves. It's like the semi-final replay. And uh, Wolves came out on top on this one, but it was a nice, tasty little clash. Um, but Ruben Neves, Matt, he just does not live on this planet. The man is a freak of nature. What a ball it was for Yotta for the winning goal. My God, this guy. Yeah, he's a bit of a baller. Like he can play, he can he can play a little. He can play a little. He can, can kick play. a ball. Let's give him that. He can kick a ball. He can pass it. <laughs> he can line. indeed pass it. Wow, my god! It was like at the halfway line, wasn't it? Yeah, he just pinged it. Ping, and yours like mine, and the refs like goal, and then walls are like yay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but let's just move no. away from it. Interesting. <laughs> 
Crystal Palace played Everton and it was a nil-nil game. Next. So what do we class as nil-nil games, Matt? Next. I'll boring. take that. Next. Boring. Meh. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Brighton played Newcastle and it was a 1-1 draw. Now, usually we would be like, mm, boring, but it's a huge point for Brighton. Um, and with Cardiff losing, as we just said, it makes it 10 times bigger of a point because it means they're now four adrift. So yeah. it's going to be a bigger hill to climb for Cardiff. But Perez, another cracking goal. What value for money he has actually been for Newcastle? Now, anyways. Now, yes. But he has been consistent as well. He's got thereabouts 10 goals a season. Yeah, mostly in the second half of the season since Armoron's joined and he's had a bit more of a free role in this team. Like, yeah. it's now netting. Because obviously, he got a hat trick the other week. and But yeah, he's definitely Newcastle's form player, Jose Perez. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We used to slag them all off, didn't we? Well, not to... Perez as such. I quite. Yeah, not not Perez, necessarily but... Perez. It was um. What's his face? No, Dwight other Gale. one. Other Dwight one. Gale. Which one? Other one that couldn't score. Oh, Dwight God. Gale. No, I forgot. What's he look like? like? He's Spanish. I'm sure he's Spanish. Ayosi Perez. No, not Perez. Um. Oh, Hosselu. Hosselu, that's him. Hosselu. <laughs> Oh, bless yeah, him. I, mi- I well. miss winding up Hossaloo, don't you? Well, I don't I think you listened it. to the show, so I don't think you got wound up from it, but <laughs> ripping into him, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I miss Hossaloo. Oh, I know he's still at the club and everything. Newcastle don't. <laughs> is, is he gone? I'm pretty sure he's still there. I don't think oh. he's gone. But if he has, it wasn't, wasn't record transfer fees or anything like that. No, oh, yeah. Or he just got kicked out the back door and no one was looking out the trash. Just grabbing him by his scruff at neck. <laughs> Get probably got a fly tipping with him and just chucked him on the side of the road somewhere like, <laughs> off your box. Yeah. <laughs> with a bunch of puppies or something. So someone with a, take, oh, yeah. not with a bunch of puppies. I was going to say a beaten down sofa. A bunch of puppies <laughs> are a bit far. Yeah, but like in American stuff, people leave boxes of puppies and that, don't they? So... Okay. I've just taken this to a whole different level. Let's just talk about Leicester and Arsenal because I'm just going off on one here. Box of puppies on the side of the road. <laughs> All right. So Leicester Arsenal. Leicester won 3 0. And it was absolutely terrible from Arsenal, but you cannot take anything away from Leicester. They were sensational. Um, but the top four hopes for Arsenal are dying away slowly. But thankfully, Spurs, Chelsea, Man United are also struggling to win games, so they've got just... a chance still. They've got a chance, yeah. but they, have, but... they were poor, and they were. they're still good. Looked really good, so yeah. Um, one one thing for Arsenal is that Leno was the actually actually the only decent player on the pitch. Um, but as you say, Leicester were brilliant, and Rogers is going to have them really up and running next season, isn't he? You'd think so. Well. Just depends. Like I think we, we mentioned this last week, but it all just depends on Yuri Tillmans and if they can get a deal for him. But I don't. Even Madison have got a good little bond going, haven't they? Yeah, but I don't think they'll get Tillmans back or Tillman or however they pronounce it. Tillman, Tillmans, Tillmans. They won't get him back next season. Yeah, it's really hit the ground running though at the moment, and if he started off a bit slowly. Um, Just adjusting himself probably. Yeah, is Now yeah. he's found his feet. He's top, top player, that kid. Yeah, he is indeed. That would for many, many big things. 
Uh, but Vardy as well. Vardy's Vardy, having Vardy. a party. He's, uh, you think he might make a cheeky uh, England Nations League appearance if uh, nope, Big, Big Kane's not back? Nope. Yeah, but yeah, but he might, you know, nope. pull off that retirement hoodie, nope. get his socks on, and nope. be like, Vardy's having a party in the Nations League. Uh, too busy having a party at home with his blue wicked, and he's absolutely <laughs> you know what. So. Oh, dear. Sniffing VO5 hair gel or something. Absolutely. Um, that's not baking powder. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Burnley played Man City, and Burnley were defending for the lies. Ben Me had an absolutely brilliant game in this, and it was fortunate for City that literally twenty nine point five one millimeters over the line that goal was. Hallelujah! Anyone below the pool? But um, yeah. Um, Obviously, Ben May, former City youth captain, I believe, had yes. quite a little bit of history of City himself. But Burnley put in a great show in here against City. I think it was a testament to how threatened City were by Burnley that they ended yeah. up taking Aguero off for John Stones and playing five at the back just well, to secure they, a one nil lead. Sterling so, like, off as well, didn't they? And brought Otamendi in. Yeah. They, re- they they had four centre halves on at one point because they were. They were petrified for that aerial threat that Les- uh, that, yeah. Lester, that Burnley were about to throw on him. Like that, that is credit, as you say. Like, but it's it's good good for Pep Guardiola as well because any other manager would just sort of carry on with that and just think, yeah, they're not going to score against us. We've got them. We've got them. But oh, then that's so when you let lead slips. Pep was worried, so oh yeah, did the right thing. And City won't yeah. care if they win, but scrappy, scrappy at the moment. There's one no, of yeah. three points again. A win's a win. And don't we all want City to keep winning? <laughs> oh, we do. One question is though, if City can get past Leicester, because that is obviously the biggest that's game they've got now. But the way that Leicester plays, going to be open football, so it should actually it help City. I yeah, Burn, Burnley okay. dig the heels in. We know that about Burnley. They've done that. If Leicester want to be effective, they've got to play their normal football, and that's attacking football. So it'll yeah. play straight to City's wheelhouse there. So yeah. I'm, I'm worried for Leicester. City might get a couple past them. Yeah. So do you not see Leicester as a big of a threat then? Yeah, I'm not saying that. that... That city should go. They should go in hundred percent confident. They're going to smash Leicester because obviously Leicester have got threats in their team. I'm not. And Leicester could easily score, but yeah. I think it's a weak team where it's going to attack the attack and City's attack greater than Leicester's attack. So you'd assume expect City to be able to take out Leicester. Yeah, you should hope so. But I mean, I do hope so. They did beat them earlier on in season, Matt. You know, around Christmas they beat them, and that were under um, what's his face and all. Puel, yes. That boring football seemed to work then. Yeah, it's not boring now under Brendan. It's not. It's never boring under Brendan, but Brendan is coming back with a vengeance. you got to remember, Liverpool. Oh. Could he do it? Could he eventually stop City and get Liverpool to win league? Oh. (laughs) Oh, dear. But the other question is, a Brighton going to secure survival by beating Manchester City on final day at season? Well, Glenn Murray. <laughs> Glenn Murray-Attrick knocks City's title up, so but keeps Brighton up. Headlines. But, um, <laughs> nah, City should be, City should be fine. <laughs> that yeah, you'd, you'd think so. Yeah. 
You'd think so. I don't think Brighton Bong's going to Brighton will probably be safe by then as well because they'll probably get both get beat in the next game. Brighton and Cardiff, then they'll be safe, won't they? So yeah, who Cardiff got next? <sighs> don't think it matters. Okay, probably get beat. I'll just quickly have a look see who Cardiff have got next because I know Brighton have got Man United. I want to say no. I was going to say Cardiff. Cardiff need Cardiff need Man United. Cardiff have got Man United as a last game, but they got Crystal Palace. Fortunately, they got game. Palace before. Yes, so at home as well. So maybe they could pick up um, a result there. Maybe I'm, I'm still hoping Cardiff can do it. Brighton, I'm pretty sure Brighton have got Chelsea and City. You know. Yeah, but they still have got a four-point advantage. Cardiff couldn't have to win their last two games. Oh, they've got Arsenal, Arsenal, and. Uh, uh, Arsenal and City, so yeah, they'll probably beat Arsenal. Arsenal are at home this time, though, and you know they're like Barcelona. Well, then again, they're not, <laughs> not as of recent. No. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's Man City, and somehow we ended up back on back on Brighton and Cardiff. But yeah, yeah. Man United played Chelsea, and it was a one-one draw. But weird saying this. But De Gea's losing points for Man United again. Yeah, someone's not right there. It's weird, like, isn't it? Would you drop him? There's been a lot of talk of people dropping him. Uh, not people dropping him. People wanting him dropped to just let Romero play. To prove a point, if anything. You could, you could understand why. Yeah, um, if definitely. If wanted to drop him, but... I probably wouldn't drop him still. You keep him going and say like we we've yeah. got faith in you. We want you to be in. Just break it. Just break it through. Yeah. I I I, I would never really settled on either way. Like I'd I'd either play him or not. It don't bother me. But well, they are the two options. Yep, that's it. And I'd go for either. <laughs> um, I just don't care about United really. Uh... <laughs> yeah, what they need to do is is drop De Gea, drop. Sergio Romero and play one of their promising goalkeepers on loan. Nope, not Lee Grant. Oh no, they don't need to play Dean Anderson whatsoever. They need yeah, to. there we go. They need to leave him alone, and they need to be like, "Oh, you're out of contract. Let's give Chris Small in your wages, and uh, you can toddle off on a free to Jeff United." How's about that? Be like, please, thanks, bye. Yeah. Um, I think he's more likely to want to play for his hometown. Teams to be fair, Dean Henderson or his hometown teams. He's from Cumbria. He's not he going Cumbria. to play for Carlisle, Matt. I was going to say Wickington Reds. <laughs> Wickington Reds. Oh, God. Oh, Barra. Oh, let's move away from that one. <laughs> As we know, a massive overhaul is needed at United if they're going to challenge for top four next season because yes. they're a country mile away from it. It's terrible at the minute. Terrible. Yes. Indeed. But we're not going to get into all that again because we do it week in, week out. So let's just forget United for now. De Gea's been terrible at the minute and they can't win a game. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk poll results for the Football Foundry team of the season. And okay. I can't. I couldn't even bother calculating the percentage or anything like that, but Van Dijk won. Um, we knew it was happening. We all yeah. we already agreed Laporte was going to get another shot because of it being against the well, let's say the player of the season now because he is correct. Um, 
So, Van Dyke is in. We currently have, just a quick reminder, we have Alisson in oh, net. Oh. We have Trent Alexander-Arnold oh, at right yep. back. We have Virgil van Dijk, newly put in from... Same. Liverpool. Yeah, as a centre-back. And, I had to think. Before we put van Dijk in, we thought we need to s- stop this whole Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool thing because the defence is just going to pretty much be Liverpool. Um oh. It'd be, I'd be astonished if the left back's not Liverpool. Yeah, uh, be, uh, astonished. Yeah, 100% astonished. Um, so we went and put uh, a vote for between Son and Sterling, and Sterling got in. So we've got Sterling on the left wing. But we may as well finish out this defence and then move on to like the midfield or maybe even another attacking place. But it is the other defence spot. Now Laporte is getting another shot. But who can we put him up against? Because off the top of my head, I don't know. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Jack O'Connell. Please. <laughs> if only he was a Premier League player. He is, technically. <laughs> Not yet, but... <laughs> <sighs> but um, who are we going to put him? Because... Uh, God, yeah, like you said, there's not much... There's... I've seen a few shouts for Fabian Shah of Newcastle. Um, he's been mm. thrown around, but I don't know. There's... Why don't you just go fight? Toby shout Steve Cook from Bond Steve. for someone then, <laughs> or like Dunk or Dunk get Dunkin Dunkin Duffy. Get Tarks and Bed Me back in. I get beasting them last season. See, do you know what? If Burnley didn't have that first half where they were absolutely terrible, I'd straight they'd be, up they'd throw They'd be doing the exact same as last season. They'd be. Battling for seventh in the league, yeah, started a bit better. Yeah, they'd be fifth. You know, if it was just off this second half of the season, they'd actually be fifth. Like that's that's crazy. Higher than United. <laughs> yeah. Well, United would be near bottom because of the current form this year. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? But yeah, if, if Burnley had, had a full season where they'd been where they're at now. I'd 100% say Ben Me and put Ben Me against Laporte, but they've just not had that first half of the season. That's the issue. Um, Who was it that um, our first season of doing this that we argued between Ben Me and Thingy Bodge? Ben Me and Jaime Maguire for the England squad. Oh, that was it. Yeah, and uh, you really wanted Ben Me. Yeah, that's he's not a good player. And I really wanted Harry Maguire. And did Harry Maguire do all right? <laughs> yeah, he definitely would. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to Harry Maguire now, mate. Yeah. You're all right with well. it now. Yeah, that's slabbed. Oh, bless him. Bless Sir him. Harry. Sir Harry, 2.0. Uh, oh, that goal against Sweden. Oh, oh bless him. I love him to bits, Sam Maguire. But anyway, we're getting distracted. <laughs> we need another defender to go against Laporte. Um, um, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a really tough one. Because there aren't really, I'm being completely honest, there haven't really been that many brilliant defenders. You could maybe say Matip from Liverpool. Alderweireld, probably. Alderweireld, yeah. Should we go Alderweireld? Mix it up yeah, a bit? Yeah, probably. Get a different player in there that's not a Liverpool player. You know what? We could probably pick a Liverpool reserve defender and he'd probably still win. Yeah. Like from the, from the under Joe Gomez, who got injured no, no, no. right at the beginning no, no. of the season. I'm on about like, an under, like 
If Alex Oxley Chamberlain was a centre back, he'd probably win the poll. <laughs> he's made his comeback, didn't he, this week? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Good to see Chamberlain back, isn't it? Uh, oh, hopefully, he can uh, pull back to where he was before he got injured because he looked unbelievable. Yeah, he had a bad injury though, but I uh, why not Alderweireld? Can't think of anyone else. There we go. It's settled then. So, you know where to go to vote. I'm just on the Twitters and the Facebooks. Um, vote for Evan Laporte or Toby Alderweireld to go into the team of the season alongside a very red-looking defence. Um, but I suppose I best start wrapping up and saying goodbye. Goodbye. Sing a bit. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, Matt, what has Van Dyke got? PFA Player of the Year. And the Football Foundry Seal of Approval. <laughs> I keep forgetting I've got that. Yeah, he's got this Seal of Approval. I ask you every week as well. You're like, uh, don't know. <laughs> but yeah, got the Seal of Approval. Um, but yeah, if you would like to uh, get in touch with us or vote for the polls or anything like that, you can do so by finding us on Facebook. Football Foundry. Or you can find us on the Twitters. At Footy Foundry. There we go. And we also have a pretty little website. Uh, what, 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 dot. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell off a chair then. What, what, what. <laughs> Uh, footballfoundry.com I was going to spell it in kiddie alphabet <laughs> yeah, in kiddie uh, I really but, struggled uh, doing uh, that you uh, know but uh what what for oh oh no the it yeah dot curly cut curly cut curly cut that's done me where 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 curly cut that's for the that's for the young the young listeners. The so youngsters. <laughs> the youngsters. Oh dear. So yeah, that's his website. <laughs> a huge thank you to our partners. Uh, uh, the beautiful game network. Sorry, that's you really throw me with that curly care. You can <laughs> you can find them on Twitter by searching for at but uh, at BGNFM. <laughs> at beginner. <laughs> They pay for a sponsorship. I've got to do theirs properly. It's our own website. Yeah. And <laughs> a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier. The MLS, USL, the Jewish Soccer. You can get yourself a custom-made scarf for your team at... What, what, what? <laughs> uh, roughneckscarves.com Where, where, where? Oh, and finally, a huge thank you to our other sponsors, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your little organisation. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other retail places by going to goldengoldpress.com. Oh, Someone I needed to have a-, a kicking cur in there. Thing, but they didn't. It's just called curly cuz. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? 
You you've got the kid, mate. You should be getting <sighs> hot on these. You should be knowing all these in preparation for <laughs> teaching your own about kicking curs and curly curs. Oh, I'm gonna kick and curl you in a minute. <laughs> We need to say goodbye because I'm about to just have a stroke or something. Excuse me? <laughs> just quickly before we go, I want to hear Bielsa struggle save switch one more time. Para el partido de Ipswich. Ipswich. Do you need me to help him spell it? Ipswich. Me doy por derrotado. There we go. I'm at ease now. I'm all right. I've relaxed a little bit. So, would you like to say goodbye, Matt? Goodbye, Matt. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And remember, Curly Karen Kicking. <laughs> <laughs>